1: Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. I'm the founder of Lead Above Noise, a firm specializing in retaining, engaging, and developing talent. You know, I do a lot of things in my day job, and I also moonlight as a soccer mom. And if I'm honest, sometimes it feels like the soccer mom gig is harder than the running the business part. I show up on the sidelines to cheer for my kiddos, and I cheer. I show support. These are all good things, right? But some of what I hear coming out of the mouths of the other parents, let's just say I hear things that are mostly quick and definitely dirty, but not so much appropriate for the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, if you know what I mean. Riled up parents are the worst. But if you try to call them out on their behavior, they'll tell you they're just cheering for their kids. This is how you show support. This is a thing that happens in the workplace too. I see it often where... We let bad behavior hide behind some virtuous label, and then no one can touch it, right? Collaboration, debate, empowerment, I mean, these are all things we're supposed to strive for, right? Things that should make it rain gold stars on us. But even the most virtuous behaviors can turn rotten if left unchecked. Today, let's chat about how these good guys can turn bad and what you can do if you're seeing this play out in action. Let's start with collaboration, because everyone loves collaboration. It's a great way to get everybody involved and invested, to get all the best ideas on the table, to capture all the pockets of expertise around the company. And executed well, collaboration does many of these things. But also, it's hard to execute well. Often, our intent to collaborate ends up getting us stuck in the mud. We want everybody to weigh in on the decision, which means it ends up taking forever. Or we find ourselves being called into way too many projects and meetings in the name of collaboration when Really, we have no value to add. And frankly, we have more important work we could be getting done. So what can you do about it? You can ask some questions that cause people to think twice about how collaborative they're really being. Like at the start of a project, try asking, hey, what are the big decision points that we're gonna face? And who will we need in order to make those decisions? Get agreement upfront and then remind people of this very finite list. When someone tries to squeeze in just one more approver, Or next time you find yourself on a meeting invite where you feel kind of extra, try asking the host, hey, what value are you hoping I can add here? And is this something that maybe you can just update me on after the fact? Remind people you're not trying to be uncollaborative, but rather strategic in how you collaborate. Don't let the label collaboration slow down the work getting done. Next up, we've got debate. It's another virtuous thing we are all supposed to embrace. For organizations focusing on diversity, this is how we harness the power of all the differing opinions and perspectives and experiences. And yet, when I said the word debate, did you feel your shoulders tense up a little bit or your stomach tighten? So many of us love the idea of debate, but in practice, it kind of makes us cringe. And that's because so many organizations are doing it wrong. Debate managed well at work means that someone can put forth an idea and others around the table can express a concern or an alternate opinion or even a criticism of the idea, but idea being the operative word. What happens in practice so often is that behaviors like talking over someone or criticizing the person rather than the idea or dismissing a point of view outright start to show up. And leaders thinking this is just debate in practice, let it go. But friends, this is not debate. This is disrespect. And it is so very unproductive. It's the fastest way to shut down the exploration of new ideas.
0: Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary workday until the Singapore presentation is at three am. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with canva. I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work.
2: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.
1: So what can you do? Well, you can try suggesting some ground rules, like ensure everyone is clear on the goal or the outcome and keep that front and center. Or when one person is speaking, nobody else can interrupt, but speakers should really limit themselves to five minutes at a time. Establish agreement that only ideas can be criticized, not people. And then debrief after a team debate to better understand what worked well and where people continue to feel unsure or uncomfortable. This practice takes time But as the richness of ideas start to emerge, it'll be totally worth it. Okay, now let's talk about empowerment. I mean, the word says it all. How do you not love feeling empowered? Listen, empowerment is amazing when you feel informed and equipped, when you know what you're trying to achieve and how you want to get it done, and you just kind of need people to get out of your way. But empowerment can also be weaponized. Like imagine you're on a sales team. And imagine the head of sales has just given your boss a big, bold, new target, like increasing sales in the Northeast by 25% next quarter. Now imagine your boss has assigned you the task of figuring out how to make this happen. Your boss tells you they're empowering you to be creative, to explore new ideas, and to make a name for yourself. And hey, if you have been wanting a challenge like this, then maybe you feel empowered, but also maybe you feel a little bit dumped on. Like, you feel like you're running solo in a relay race and that this problem needs more minds and hands than just yours. Empowerment isn't just offered, it has to be felt. So what can you do if you're feeling like your boss is just shirking their accountability in this? Whose thought partnership or mentorship would help you? What resources will you need access to? What permission will you need to talk to customers or run small businesses? And what coaching and cadence of check-ins will you need from your boss? Don't let the word empowerment leave you feeling like you can't ask for support. You should feel empowered to do exactly that. Have any of these virtues shown their dark sides in your workspace? If so, I hope you're feeling equipped to do some redirecting. Hey, join me next week for another great episode. Until then, visit my website at leadabovenoise.com if your organization is looking to dial up its employee experience or deliver some leadership development that activates change. You can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find and follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Fiberbend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey.